0: Passing of skills is the topic that we are going to look at and I'm going to um, have you look at this very famous um, saying. It's very famous. Give a man fish, you feed him for a day. Show him how to catch fish and you feed him for a lifetime. I have addition to that but then I'm not going to use it. But I, I always say, if we teach a child how to learn to fish then you are actually feeding generations. I'm not going to do that. Um, Not quite competent with the slide presentations. Let's see. Yeah. Looking at our subject... A topic this evening, I would say passing on the skills is an endeavor to help people not only to help themselves, but also to help others around them. It attempts to prove long-term and sustainable projects, help move from relief and on to development and a self, on a self-sustaining module. Southeast Christian um, missions has invested in Harvest Ministries that I represent to empower the pastors that I work with in the rural Telangana districts of Andhra Pradesh. Teams led by Charlie Vittito and Greg Greg Blakemore and uh, we have Chris too here uh, challenged and engaged our pastors not only to excel in their efforts to reach out to people but to meet their physical needs in the name of the Lord, they have brought new dimensions and new dynamics into our ministry. And I'm going to share with you over this few um, um, little time that we have, how that is going to look at. I, before that, I would like to share with you two scripture passages. One is found in Matthew chapter 11, 4 and 5. It says, And Jesus answered them, Go, tell John what you hear and what you see, that blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up and the poor have good news preached to them. What do we do with that? We got to go and tell. Go and tell. Another passage that I would want to share with you, it's again a very popular one to Tim Tutu, as they say, is what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others. There is a very famous novel called Tale of Two Cities. Oops, that's technology and me. We are not wedded together. (laughs) Tale of Two Cities, but I want to take you to a story which I would say is, I would term it as Tale of Two Pastors, okay, let me fight with this first, can you see if this can cooperate with us and... uh, okay tale of two pastors I would like to bring up the substance of what I would like to share through the test I mean uh, this um, stories that we hear about these two pastors. One is Pastor Ratnakar. That's a handsome guy. Not so handsome is this guy called Pastor Sunil. Okay, we're going to, I'm going to share some things about them. First, we go to a district province, a sub-province called Karimnagar. That's how it looks. Now, this is Andhra Pradesh. That's the one of the largest province in Andhra, uh, in India, but then it's going to be divided very soon. Chris will know that entire history, so all ten districts are been going to be divided and turned into a separate state. Ratnakar works in that um, in that district. He works based out of a village called Gambira Raupet, mostly among the Hindus. He is called to do church planting. He has been toiling hard manfully for years together. Hindus of that area conspired to bump him off. They have threatened him, they have physically obstructed him, and um, they really want, he thought he was, uh, they accused him that he is practicing sorcery, then he, they wanted to bump him off. So that was his condition. He escaped so many vicious attacks, but what was bothering him was he is not able to find a breakthrough into these communities. At that time, we had a situation which is almost like um, a drought, a famine. Seven years, there was no rain. Those areas experienced acute shortage of water. We were able to put up a well. I think, Bob, you saw that. Uh, We put up a well in this very village that rose against Ratnakar, They wanted to bump him off. That has really opened the eyes of these villagers as much as it gave him opportunity to go back to them and share the love of Jesus Christ. At that time, we Ratnakar acquired the skills from Charlie Vichito and the ITAC They came and provided um, the um, skills to do dentistry. We call it mobile dentistry. Okay? So he did not... Yeah, please come. He did not waste time as he was covering. By the way, he covers eight, eight villages. He did not waste a minute in focusing his energies to go this village which wanted to kill him he already put a well but now he is even taking a dental camp into that village so happened uh, the chief who led the mob to attack him and to kill him his mother had tooth issues she went to several doctors Nobody could fix. And then she heard about Ratnakar and what he has been doing recently. Her tooth was fixed. She went back and told the son how wonderful, how loving, how caring this Ratnakar was. This man was very touched. How could this man take care of his mother so nicely, whereas his intention was to just kill and bump him off? So that's how this little skill that he has acquired not only opened up the community, uh, opened up the hearts, but opened up the community. And this village leader has become his, such a big fan. He even gifts, things to him. He has even given him a very good mobile phone to him. Such is the impact that this has made. Okay? And now we will look at uh, you have seen the pictures here. That's Ratnakar practicing in his own church, the dental care. He does such a good job, I guarantee you. I even promised some of my board members, if you ever had An issue with the tooth, you got to visit these guys. And one of them did. And he was extremely happy. There is a young dentist. He is a gold medalist. His uncle was a pastor. He wanted um, this young man to have a heart for the missions. So he asked him to join us and go with us to some of our medical camps. So he has watched us do the dental camps. He says, Uncle, he calls me Uncle. Uncle, every day in our college, we, have, we see so many bad cases. We deal with so many people, but then we also see so many bad cases. But your pastors, they work, they do so many extractions, but not a single bad case. How is that possible? How is that possible? I think God takes what we give to him, adds his blessings and multiplies to make it a blessing. I cannot tell much more than that. These guys are awesome. Let, let me tell you. I don't know how, I can, how else can I articulate that, but these guys are awesome. Even some of the dentists that come, Charlie, Tim, and others who come, well, they work with them. If they find a complicated case, they pass it on to another guy. This is him. His name is Sunil. Yeah, he, he lives in Adilabad, a province called Adilabad. That's up the extreme north of our own state. It's um, thickly forested and very rough area. Sunil is again a product of our own ministry. One of the guys whom we mentored as a youth, he felt led to go and be a missionary himself. So he chose the hard area. He could have gone anywhere else, but then that is a very hard area where the tribals called Goans and um, and um, Lombardas and other tribes live there so he decided to go and he served there when he went to that place lot of the people in that place said young man you seem to be very young energetic but then why have you come we already had people who came here bringing this european religion why are you doing this why don't you get away before people Kick you out. That was his situation. But Sunil. Did not give up. He was also trained in dentistry. He started dent clinics. For his community. People began to come. At that time he did not have a church. I will show his church in a little bit he did not have a church. But his reputation, his skills and his reputation was so much, people began to flock with there Because I'll tell you what, for fevers or any other ailments, they actually have a semblance of medical care in those remote locations. But toothaches they don't even consider as an issue. It is something that they just put up. When Sunil took this care to them, so many people have lined up. One of the doctors in that little town he said, young man you are doing such a great job. You are helping people relieving their pain, touching them. Why don't you use my empty space in my own clinic to do your dentistry? When I went there (laughs) I was I was not happy. I was not happy. Can you tell me why? Why, don't, why do you think I was not ha- I was, um, not. I was annoyed and I was not happy. This skill is not to make money. Not to showcase. I thought he was sitting alongside a doctor and working. No. I thought it should be church based and church should be in the focus but in his case he did not have a church when i prayed i shared with friends and very soon we put up a church in his in his village and um, okay i yeah this is inside his church. His church. Once we built that, he began to use that, people's. But then I told him, you, you cannot be doing this dentistry all the time. You can only do it on a certain days. One instance, um, they have conducted a dental camp um, in a different location called Wuthnur. Those community leaders, after the dental camp, they sent me a letter of appreciation. And they listed all my pastors as Dr. Ratnakar, Dr. Sunil, Dr. Christopher, and Dr. 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 I was grieved. I was grieved. And I told guys, how, when did you become doctors? You are not doctors, you are pastors who are also helping people relieve their pain by, the, by extracting their tooth. You are not doctors, but then you are pastors who are able to practice dentistry because those are the tools God has provided to us. Sunil, one night um, in the middle of the night, some people knocked at his door. The context was they were young people, they were riding their motorcycles. The wild boars came on their path, attacked them, they fell down, broke their tooth. They went to a nearby town where they have medical facilities. Um, those people said this is a medical legal case, we cannot handle this. They went to a private doctor He said, no, I cannot handle this. They came back to their village. In their village, they said, there is a pastor. He can fix your problem. He was referred. They approached him in the middle of the night. He opened his doors, walked them into the church, saw them, gave them first aid, and also fixed that tooth. When that happened, people came to know early in the morning that what has happened and uh, his name and his fame spread all through the village, not through the village, but to the entire region. He also lives in this area, which is infected by the ultras, um, who are actually labeled as Naxalites. These are nothing but uh, modern-day Robin Hoods who are waging a guerrilla warfare with the government. They want to bring people's rule through the barrel of gun. To fight them, police, uh, there is always a conflict between the police and these Naxalites. Police have found Sunil doing such a good job they wanted to sponsor his medical camps. Can you imagine police using a pastor and his dental skills? They have sponsored everything the medicines and um, they have taken care of all the hospital- hospitality for the entire team. The police sponsoring the medical camps so That is how these brethren who have acquired these skills have been using um, to establish and expand the kingdom of God. I would like to give a little background also. Um, You know India sends more medical professionals to, um, to the West. I always hear people saying that in America all my, all the doctors are Indian doctors. But sadly, we don't have the doctors out there. Even if they are there, they are there only in the major cities and uh, in the urban situations. Let me also tell you, now some of these Indian doctors that you have in this country are coming back. They're coming back and establishing state-of-the-art super-specialities hospitals, but they are in the city. But if you go into rural India, more than 60% of the population do not have proper Medicare. So in those situations, we are working When it comes to dentistry, that is not even an issue. As I told you earlier, when it comes to dental pain, tooth pain, they actually put up with that. They don't even consider that as any issue. Harvest Ministries was um, started in the year 1995 to reach out to the unreached people groups in this province called Telangana, We have 25 pastors working in rural areas. They have acquired these skills from Southeast Christian Church, ITAC, and Empire. The first dental training was conducted in 2005 with 10 pastors. And later on, 10 more pastors were trained. So far, we have um, extracted over 2,900 tooth with zero error. Can you believe that? Here are some of the dental trainings um, Charlie has um, done and... um, that's how we set up the dental clinics out in the communities. Most of these are free clinics. Okay? What, what we do is, um, when uh, we have people come to these clinics, when they have other things, like uh, when they needed um, um, fillings or some deeper problems, we began to give them a small piece of card with an address of the local pastors. And they go to the church and um, they fix up time with the pastor and they get their problems solved. So that's the strategy we are adapting. So what are the challenges? To gain recognition for the pastor's dental work from the government. Um, we have battled. I have even challenged this with um, our friends who brought these skills to us, Charlie and others. How can we work with the certificates or the recognition that you give to us? Is it legal? How ethical it is? But we are bur- burdened so much with the problems people are facing, we did not care. We did not care. We went ahead. But then we also managed to overcome these problems, these challenges. Um, one of them is by acquiring a recognition from the government we sent our guys to a training called St. John's Ambulance First Aid Training. So this training certifies us to do basic medical care such as giving shots and um, prescribing some medicines um, working on their wounds. So we have included dentistry also into that so under that cover we are carrying on that's how and here is one lady I would like to share about her the district collector or a bureaucrat who actually oversee the subpro- sub um, province he has found out that uh, we are practicing dentistry but he also found out that we are pastors but then we are doing dentistry how could this be possible so he was alarmed and then he called us and talked to us. And then he said, we got a certificate from iTech and uh, we have done so many extractions. Um, so he was impressed, but then he was not satisfied because he has to report to the higher authorities. In the next med- uh, dental camp that we have done, he sent the district medical officer to come sit with us. And um, that's the lady. Her name is Sunita. I was a little late to that camp. Before that, our pastors set up everything, organized us themselves. They even prayed. This lady was there. And then she went into a room and she sat there observing them. I went to her and I began my conversations with her. She was full of praise for the way our pastors have been doing their extractions. And then she went on to say, he said, Caleb, when I was going through my medical school, there were some students, Christian students, who gave me New Testament. I hated Christians so much, I tore that New Testament. I threw it away. The first time in her life she asked for a New Testament which I gave it to her and um, she is reading that New Testament. She not, she not, not only that, she gave a very good report to the district collector who has given us permission to carry out what we are doing. So that's the major challenge that um, we have overcome to have the um, legal cover. To do what we are doing, then we had to win the confidence of the people also. How could we do that? That we have won through all these reports that came out in the local media. Media is always there to scrutinize anything happens with the Christians and the church. They are there with sharp nose to find out, find fault. But these are the glorious tributes they have paid about our work. So we got the confidence of the people. And um, it's not only the government. Officials who have approved the local parliamentarians, we, we call them MLS, members of the local, uh, local assembly. We had uh, several instances where these MLS have sponsored our camps. K.R. John is a guy who is very much loved by his local politician. He always says, whatever you need, we will give it to you from our side continue to do your good work. So that's how we have overcome these barriers and uh, we're able to can. Then we also wanted to make this a self-sustaining project. Not just uh, like we have been doing that um, conducting as a free medical camps. We know that is not right. Though our heart went out with those people uh, to provide free medical care, but we know that is not going to sustain us. We needed to do something. What we did, as I said, uh, we, have, um, um, we began to direct people to the churches for extra care. Any care that has been provided, it's been charged. On top of that, we started two clinics. Uh, With Pastor Sunil and Ratnakar. So what these people do is, Sunil and Ratnakar you have already seen. They do on every first Wednesday, they conduct camp. People line up. They have a clinic. Church has become a clinic. In this clinic, they also pay money, in the sense they pay for the services. We are not charging commercially, but then we are actually collecting the basic costs of the shots and um, some of the medicine that we use. That's Pastor Sunil. Um, I didn't get this picture earlier. You see the Harvest Prayer House. The name of the village is both, and you also see the um, about there, Harvest Dental First Aid Clinic. That's how we have titled it. So we have started with two clinics. Now we have other pastors, ten other pastors who are doing this church clinics, church clinics in the community. So we have acquired credibility through the recognition from the people. Previously, they all thought it's, it's, it's all funded by the Americans. The white people come, they do something and they go off. But it is not the case now. These are the people, local people. They recognize them and they live with them. So they are able to do that. Previously, most of our reach was to the low caste. India is structured um, by the caste, high caste and the low caste. Our reach was mostly to the low caste. But now we find people of higher caste also coming and sitting on our chairs. So that way also our credibility has uh, grown and we got acceptability. People are blessed. The churches are being strengthened. People are being added to this. You know, you see this man, he is a Hindu priest. He was hovering around our dental camp morning till afternoon. He was having extreme pain. But then he said, if he went there, he will be defiled. Finally, he he, he, he just broke himself and he walked in and Daniel began to touch him and he began to work on him. He spoke to him. While the shot was given, when he was numbed, the shot was given, he, Daniel opened up, opened him up in conversation and that conversation led to so far that he is directing others. To the church, a Hindu priest now directing people to the church. And on the right side, you'll find that black man. He is actually a guy who initiates Hindus to go on 40 days of penance. 40 days, they wear those black clothes. They do not wear footwear, and then uh, they do not abstain from alcohol. They do not have sex. If they had wives and they do not smoke. They abstain all those things and after 40 days they walk barefoot to a a pilgrimage place far away. And then they think they attain salvation. But this man came to one of our dental clinics. His pain was relieved and uh, he renounced all of that. A leader of the Hindu sect Now he got saved and we found a breakthrough in that community. So we not only got credibility, we got acceptability and we got access. So the churches are now strengthened and the churches are expanding. In summary, all that I can say is um, um, this acquiring skills, Passing on skills is about encouraging the native ministry enhancing the capacity of the local church even as it empowers them to carry out the medical ministry in a self-sustaining way. Um, You see these churches? These are the churches that we have planted and these are the churches that people acquire they receive tracts and some of them receive bibles so they are so thankful here Ratnakar while he is in the clinic he comes out and distributes the tracts and new testaments so this is how the churches are strengthened and expanded not only that Um, We also had people like Greg Blackmore and other teams, they have come and um, taught us medical trainings. That David Paul, Michael, John, all of this, this this is the team, they have acquired medical trainings, uh, particularly to deal with the issues related to children. They are taught how to measure the blood pressure, check the pulse, and um, even find out their sugar level and um, find out the symptoms and direct them to the hospitals. When we practice the dental care, they thought we are stealing patients. But now we are sending patients to these doctors, so doctors are happy and they. Really are appreciating the pastors. And that's how they got recognition also. So, the passing on the t- skills is all about. And we have bore wells. We have Chris Liboff here who came and taught us how to repair the bore wells. Most of the bore wells, the government puts up, after a while they become uh, not useful because they have mechanical problems. We have a thought to repair those wells. B- Borewells, that's how we were also able to get back the appreciation and acceptability in the community. So passing on the skills is about equipping, enabling and empowering the local churches to be the kingdom ambassadors wherever God has placed them. So if you have any questions, I'd be glad to answer. I know I have not covered much. Uh, but then through the questions, I can pro- probably cover some of those things. So you like minutes, but like 10 you oh, <laughs> I thought. <Sorry. laughs> okay, then uh, we will open up the time for questions. I got it all wrong, so I had to rush through. <laughs> I thought I just had 20, 10 minutes and then I have to stop. So, any questions? Persecution is uh, still there. Um, As you have seen in Ratnakar's case, it's there with everyone. Um, Ratnakar, they said, uh, he's practicing sorcery. Actually, he was casting out the demon possessed ladies, delivering them from the bondage to sin and Satan. But then they have accused. So Hindu fundamentalism is at the rise. I was just sharing with some of my friends here. Now, the church in America is thinking differently, but the Indians in America are thinking entirely differently. They are raising money here and sending out to these Hindu fundamentalist organizations in India. They are going daily, door to door, passing out tracts, conducting crusades, Two by twos they go, they want to convert Christians back to Hinduism. So Hindu fundamentalism is all, at all, uh, all time, um, it's at the peak. And there is a um, lot of persecution going on out there in India. So we have faced, we have lost even one of our pastors. He was brutally killed. He was made to drink acid. But then he would never give up Jesus. All that they told him is please don't distribute tracts. Don't tell them about Jesus. But he would not. His name is Daniel. He dared to be a Daniel and he died as a martyr. So persecution is very much there. Yes. Yes. I'm wearing. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is the Indian. Uh, men wear this. This is called um, Kurta. Yes? You alluded to the fact that you have dental clinics on a certain days. It would seem that the needs of the people, medically and dental, are so great yep. that the 24 hours, 7 day a week just the ministry. How are you able to instruct them as to how to balance it so that they ministry but they have not taking away from the ministry? Yeah, that's, I, I, I have wrestled with this. That's very true. Sunil was on the market street, literally on the market street. He was sitting alongside a doctor. Accepted by the doctor, people accepted him, and he was doing that. I grieved. I said, no, you're not supposed to be doing that. You should be in the church. But then we didn't have a church. We were actually meeting in a hut at that time. So I was burdened and I prayed very soon. We put up that, that building for him. And now people come to church. So church is in the focus and uh, it's done in the church. Uh, You would have also noticed, probably not, because the letter was, no, it's done on the Wednesday. So it's only done on a one particular day. But then if someone knocks at his door in the middle of the night, he will not say no. But then their calling is pastors, shepherds, and to evangelize. This is only a tool. That they use to enhance what they are calling. It's not just by word but also by deeds. Demonstrating God's love by touch. And uh, rendering this healing that uh, people are saved. And they uh, are able to visibly see Jesus. There we, we need, um, they need to see only through practical acts of kindness and mercy they are able to uh, see Jesus. So it's very difficult. Very, very difficult. So we monitor them. We don't want them to exceed. These guys are superb. Uh, super. Their skills are acquired so much. Even the people who have taught them, Dr. Charlie Vitito and da, they just rave about them. But then that's not their primary calling. Yeah. So all that we have learned through this is we have to use these skills and we should, not, we should also use them on our self-sustaining. And we should pass it on to them. So we are training others also now to use these skills and, um, and allow the, love, uh, the care and touch of Jesus to be felt in those uh, unreached areas. The, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking you to the very remote areas of this, um, um, of, uh, of this province. Uh, dom- predominantly um, Hindu communities. Uh, are most of the Indian people educated? You talk about training How do you choose these people? Yeah. That's a very good question. Let me be very frank, honest with you. These guys, most of them have not even passed their schooling. Yeah. When, um, when um, Charlie Vichito wrote to me and he said he would like to train these men, I was skeptical. Then I asked uh, some of my doctor friends, um, shall we have this? They said, no, it is not possible. And if I tell you how these people are trained, I think, I don't know what would be your response. They are trained for about three days, the theory, and the next three days they are take, taken onto the field to do the practical clinics i was skeptical the doctors friends of mine were skeptical but now they talk very high about me and our pastors they have not even passed the school okay we have the basic very basic one pastor um he is an atheist. He wanted. He is an atheist. This is an interesting guy. Let me also tell you, he sees the demons and talks to them. How about that? But he is illiterate. He cannot read. But then he prayed when he before he got saved. He did not know how to read and write. After he got saved. He said, Lord, I want to minister. I want to be your servant. Supernaturally, he got the ability to read the word of God. Yeah. So he is also trained. He is attracting to too. Okay. (coughs) Any other question? Yes. Um, Where is your source of funding for this? Does it come through the Indian Church? Does it come from donations uh, internationally? The skills uh, have been uh, provided to us. The equipment has been provided to us. We have acquired that, and we are using them. And on a self side. That's why we are charging the people who come to these church clinics the money for the basic uh, medicine, the shots, those things. So that's, way, that's how it is sus- sustained. We can actually make money on that, but that's not the goal. It's to minister, touch people, at the same time sustain this instead of asking Southeast and and the other missions um, out here to send us money, so we are maintaining that. But the equipment and the skills, the training, has been provided, and that's been passed on, and we are using it. Over? Okay. The name of the ministry is Harvest Ministries.